Today, it is Feel Good Friday. You'll meet two best friends who are changing lives one step at a time. And then we are taking you to a New Orleans hotspot with a novel idea where locals and celebs are lining up. And the whiskey entrepreneur whose story began 8,000 miles away and is now living the American dream. From Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, it's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. Oh my gosh, you all, it is Friday, it's August 26th, and if you want to start your weekend uh, off inspired, feeling good as this summer kind of slows down, you come to the right place. Yeah, you really have. We're going to talk all about feeling good, right? Feeling happy. Because I think some people are feeling like a little melancholy, like, wait, summer. Because, yes. you know, there's there's a great Thomas Rhett song. It's called Slow Down Summer. Yes. It's like you want it all just to go slowly. But now that it's kind of grinding up. Yeah, I mean, some in some places, people are back to school. But guess what? What? That doesn't mean summer has to end. Yes. Guess what? It's what? still warm out. Well, so what should you be? So you can still roast marshmallows in the evening oh, if you, you want. Know what I, we haven't done yet this summer. Is that you haven't roasted? We haven't roasted marshmallows outside. Me neither. Okay, so that's something we can do. What, what else? else? How about sleeping outside in sleeping bags? Have Depends you all done where that? where you live. And um, we haven't done it yet but this summer. Night. But Henry is yeah. planning, hoping what? to camp with the kids. <sighs> Like um, in your backyard, on a cool evening outside in the backyard. In the backyard, I think that would be fun yes. to do. Something Are you like going to do that? I want to do. I just feel like I want to do all kinds of things with the girls. This summer, I taught them um, fishing. So they have little poles with a little minnow thing yes. on the end, and they plop it in, and they know how to reel it in. I love fishing. Have they caught anything? No, they haven't caught anything. But I lo I love fishing, and I wanted them to love it. Another reason why so you're like my dad. <laughs> Your dad loves fishing. My dad loves Wait, to fish. Wait, how do you not love fishing? You I, love I like to fish too, and I loved to fish with my dad and my grandpa Aww. when I was younger. I loved it. Henry loves to fish too. There's something about to me when you cast and you're reeling it in. It's like to me, it's like Vegas. Like you, oh, I got, I got it, I got it, I got. It. It's like triple sevens. Like you just go, like it's like a moment because it doesn't happen often. But when it happens, have your girls caught anything? No, nothing yet. But and they actually did didn't they like will. it. They went out and they were like, no. they weren't loving. it. I would take my sketchbook out. We we oh. when we were little, my dad would go bass fishing in a bass boat. I accidentally crashed it into the neighbor's dock. You were driving it <laughs> once, but and never again. Yeah, yeah. But I would like bring my book and I'd kind of sketch while he would. Fish. You know what this is? A, this is actually a good lesson that you just taught me. Because sometimes you want your kids to like what you like. Yes. So you keep having them do it. Yes. And inside they're telling you, I don't, want I don't to. like this. Yes. I want to draw. Yes. I want to do this instead. I'm happier looking at the stars than I am trying yes. to figure out whatever the constellations are. I just want to enjoy. Yes. So I think we should listen so, to them. Yeah, so maybe you're not going to push them into maybe fishing not. so much. Maybe not. All right, maybe well, not. that's good. I'm glad we just worked through that. Thank you. All right, there's a recent research from mm -hmm. Columbia University that finds that happiness mm -hmm. is also good for your health. Makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, they say there was a 10-year study. It found that if you have a positive outlook on life, it cuts your risk of heart disease by 22%. 22. Now, I heard a couple of things about being happy. Yes. Someone said you only need three things to be happy. You need someone to love, mm -hmm. you need something to do, mm -hmm. and something to look forward to. And there was, and I thought that if you have those three basics, because sometimes in retirement, people feel like 
they don't have a direction, yeah. so they feel kind of lost. So something to do could be a million things. Even if it's visiting your neighbor, yes. that's something to do. When yes, you wake or up. volunteering. I mean, there's thousands of things, but it's so funny because I feel like there's a difference between the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of joy. Yeah. Happiness yeah. feels like, yes, you want those three things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. even people with those three things Don't aren't joyful. It. No. You're because right. I think like it's being positive. Yeah. It's finding the little finding beautiful it. moments yeah. Yeah. and being present to it. Like I find when I put my phone away, mm -hmm. um, like I did when I was on vacation right. this summer. I put it away. I put it in my drawer. I looked at it only briefly. <laughs> when I did, yeah. I always felt worse. Yeah. Yes. And when I put it away, I can like pay attention and think like, wow, this guy's really blue today. And I feel like even just appreciating little things makes you feel more joyful. Because they say they do say that happiness is like circumstance. So happiness yes. is, I'm going to the club. Yes. I'm going to a party. We're all going to go. We're going to be drinking. That's happy. Yes. And it lasts as long as the thing lasts. Yes. But you're right. Joy is the other thing. I just was remembering, too, there was some somewhere else I read. They were like, you need five things to be happy. Let me see if I can remember them. You need to pray or meditate. Yeah. You need to exercise. Yes. You need to write in your write in a journal, and you need to write um, your what your, you're grateful your, for. Yeah, there's a gratitude, and shoot, what were the other <laughs> two things? No, it I don't was know, so I good. Was thinking, I love those five okay. things. It's on a TED Talk. Can someone Google it? Here's some other things know. that you can do. Ready? What? 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 Um, you can just have small amounts of joy. Yeah. For example, you can social snack. What's social? That's like, hey, Davey. Hey! How was that? How was, oh, when just are you a, going on vacation? Just a chat. Two weeks, he's, he'll be on vacation. So it's like a little, it's like a fun chat. And we had one, a little chat right before the show started, and I felt a little more joyful. Did you? I did. He did. Okay. And like, it's like talking to the wait, waiter or waitress. Yes. It's like talking and having to, real, trying to like right, really not just hey, how you doing? Yeah. And then not listening. Were you yes. listening to me right then? You were well, thinking sorry, about something else. I was not because wait, they're googling. I feel like they wait, have your TED answer. talk. Do we have it? Is it giving compassion, gratitude, empathy, and kindness? No, no. no. <laughs> this is like five items in a TED Talk. I'm going to find it. We don't even know who the TED Talk is by. Okay. We're just expecting up. <laughs> TED Talk and happiness and come up with it. Who? No, I love Brene, but it's not her. Okay, coming up next, the New Orleans eatery that's cooked up a novel idea. Okay, what they're serving, including customers hungry for more after this. All right, it is no secret that one of my favorite places in the whole wide world is New Orleans. So we were so, so excited to take the show on the road there a few months ago. And if there's one thing we love about the Big Easy, it's that strong sense yes. of community, people helping people. Okay, Don, I got the chance to check out a local po' boy restaurant called Melba's. It's in the heart of the Big Easy. Folks sign up for the food, but they stay for the free books. Take a look. If there is one thing New Orleans is known for, it's the food. Did you know you were getting a book today? But at Melba's, they are serving up more than just good po'boys. They're also feeding people's souls. Thank you so much. It's almost become a literacy spot for authors to come through. You come here and you get the book, you walk and talk to the author. Reading is fundamental and it will go a long way to helping alleviate some of the problems we have here, not only in this city but in this country. The person behind bringing books to where folks come to break bread is owner Jane Wolfe, who knows a thing or two about being the author of her own story. You have 
defied the odds. You've challenged the norms in a lot of ways. Some things you might dream about, but you never can, uh, you, don't, you don't know if they'll come true. I never thought that I would um, get the chance to go to college. For 25 years, Jane and her husband Scott owned a local grocery chain. But it wasn't until the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina when they developed Melba's into a cornerstone of the neighborhood. But Jane's real dream was to go to college. I think I'm getting too old for college. And my son turned to me and said, Mama, you're going to be 50 years old with a degree or not. Took one class and I fell in love with it. So in 2007, she started the journey and even went on to receive her master's from Harvard Divinity School at age 50. I could not believe how much knowledge I was given while I was at college. Every time I met an author or went to an author's discussion, I just kept on thinking, everybody should have this. And that's when inspiration struck. I said, I think we should have a book signing and a book giveaway over at Melba's. I got a thousand people a day that come through there. So in 2018, Eat and Read at Melba's debuted when Jane invited her graduate advisor, Jonathan Walton, to share his book at her local po'boy shop. As he signed in the books, he turned to me and says, Jane, this is so needed to get these books into the hands of everyday people. I just saw a lane open for literacy, since then, authors from Colson Whitehead to Matthew McConaughey. We got us a crowd here coming to get your book. Good deal. <laughs> to Hillary and Chelsea Clinton have all flocked to Melba's. The restaurant has hosted more than 100 book signings with 100 free books given away at each event. We've given away 12,500 books inside of an area of town that's deemed a book desert. In a mile radius, most people only have about two books inside their house. Authors like Walter Isaacson are hoping their books inspire the next generation. Melba's is teaching kids how wonderful it is to read. When you see their eyes light up, what does that mean to you? They get to meet great authors, they get free books, and you say, this is why we're tight as a community. And it's also impacting the staff at Melba's. There's a lot that I learned from reading some of the books, because I didn't used to like to read at all. Melba's helped me to learn how to meet people, how to read books, something I would never do. It is that legacy of spreading a love of reading that is leaving its mark on every person who walks in the doors of Melba's. How do you think the power of a good book can impact a community? I know what books did for me. So I know one book can change somebody and open your world in ways you just did not see coming. Oh my gosh, you know what's even more exciting? Mm. Scholastic donated $5,000 worth of books to eat and read at Melba's. So Jane's been able to give away 500 free books to kids who come into the restaurant. Oh, that's beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and we hear they're all booked with authors, by the way, through the end of the Isn't year. Isn't that See so what awesome? Melba's oh. is so great. Okay, coming up next, two best friends taking small steps to create healthy changes in women's lives after this. Today we're all about feeling good as we head into the weekend, and this is a story about women helping women. Yeah, back in 2010, two best friends, their names were Morgan and Vanessa, they started a movement, it's called Girl Trek. They wanted to help black women in their community reclaim their health, their history, and futures by simply oh, walking. And now this sisterhood is changing lives one small step at a time. Take a look. I am Vanessa. 
daughter of Annette, daughter of Olympia, daughter of Melvina, daughter of Katie, born 1878, Parrish County, Louisiana. And my name is Morgan, daughter of Carol, daughter of Letha, daughter of Willie, daughter of Sarah, born 1849 in Bardstown, Kentucky. Vanessa Garrison and Morgan Dixon opened their 2017 TED Talk as they've done so many times before by doing an exercise called Daughters Up, a tribute to the strong black women who came before them. These two women are the founders of Girl Trek, the largest public health movement in the country for black women. Walking is the single most powerful thing you can do to change your health outcomes. That walking just 30 minutes a day, five days a week can do wonders. We started as two friends and now we are a million black women across America and increasingly across the world who are walking with Girl Trek. But before there were one million women walking, there were just two. Morgan and I met in college in California. We were both full-time students who were working full-time jobs. And we connected at that job over a shared love of poetry, black history, activism. Vanessa was hilarious and kind and had these big eyes that were just so expressive. We had so much in common around just all sorts of things. After graduation, Vanessa and Morgan settled into the suburbs of Atlanta, got married and started their careers. But they felt called for something greater. Like, there has to be more. We somehow had found some kind of a loophole through education and through the real sacrifices of our families. It didn't feel like enough to just live this kind of small, joyful life. When I was a school teacher, I started taking girls hiking. And one of the things that Vanessa and I started talking about is what would it look like if we expanded the impact that I was seeing there and, and invited not just the, the daughters, but their mothers. The mothers would bring the daughters and maybe even bring their own mothers and we would have generational healing. On Easter weekend 2010, Vanessa and Morgan put out a call to their network of women the challenge? Walk with them for 30 minutes a day, five days a week, for just 10 weeks. More than it being inspiring, it was transformational to the women who had walked. Women who were saying, when are we going to do this again? This is the first time I felt connected, felt alive. This is, I'm getting off medication. Not just saying that it worked, but they were asking, like as a lifeline, saying, can you provide more of this? And that's when we just knew we were onto something. So with Girl Trek, now we walk every Saturday morning. They are now starting to realize how important it is to get your health in order. And we do it simply by walking. It has changed my life. As far as having me go for 30 minute walks, I look forward to them every day now. This didn't require a gym membership. It was literally just me making a commitment to my own personal health. And once the endorphins got going, it's hard to stop. <laughs> We were having these conversations that nobody in the country was having, and we were doing it and giving women a practical way that they could turn their rage, their sadness, their despair, their heartache into real change. And so we became the change makers that we wanted to see in our communities. We're on an incredible mission to increase the life expectancy of Black women by 10 years in 10 years. And boy, that's going to require some sisterhood. I come from a family of sisters and in powerful, great women. And my mother always taught us lots of Bible verses, but one of them she taught us was where two or three are gathered, that God is in the midst. And I have never felt that more profoundly than being a part of this sisterhood that we call Girl Trek. Aren't 
they so I love awesome. them. Okay, we also got to share with Morgan and Vanessa that Planet Fitness was donating $20,000 to Girl Trek to help promote their mission. Girl Trek has since been able to establish a new coaching corps with 100 leaders in neighborhoods around the country. And this summer, they launched the Jumpstart Challenge that women can do free from anywhere. Oh my gosh, I know. They're, they're amazing. Changing the world one step at a time. All right, now, you know what we love around here? We love a good surprise reunion. And this one involved the one and only Twitch coming up after this. Honoring teachers is one of our favorite things to do around here. The impact some educators have on their students can be life-changing. So when Stephen Twitch Boss was here, he was filling in for Jenna, we had a couple of tricks up our sleeve, including a surprise reunion with a mentor who helped launch his career. Take a look. Does the name Dr. Tommy Tonia Stewart ring a bell? Yes, yes, well, yes, Dr. We hear, Stewart. Well, we oh hear Dr. God. Stewart is a legend. Yeah. An actor and a former dean of the theater department at Alabama State, where you attended camp, and guess what? We tracked her down, and this is what she had to say. I love sharing the arts with students. When I see the light in their eyes, uh, that is what makes me feel complete. Stephen Boss will tell you that my motto is, where you come from does not dictate where you will end up. This young man had to have been just ending his middle school year when he came, and he came back every summer. And he's memorable because he was one of those very focused, very energized, and most of all, very humble. He would laugh at me sometimes when I would say, I'm sitting in the middle of greatness. Oh, thank you all for allowing me to touch your lives. He said, Doc, why you say stuff like that? Because I mean it. You're going to make a difference. We call him Twitch now. But you see, Stephen had the talent. He was a doer, has always been kind, always been giving, always been ready to help others. When he left Montgomery after graduating high school, he went to the West Coast. He called me one day and said, a little rough out here. I said, you can make it. It was my thing. It was always, you got it. It's in you. You can do it. And he said, Doc, you know what? <laughs> I'm glad I called you today. I said, just tell me where to send anything you need. I'll get it to you. And I'm so thankful that I'm here to witness the success of ones like Stephen Twitch Boss, who danced his way into the hearts of America. I've tried to be an example for my students. And when they see that, they know that they can do it. So it really makes me feel good. I feel complete. I feel accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I love <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but you know what? I said it at the top of the show. I said it at the top of the show that, like, you know, I'm, I'm a kid from Montgomery, Alabama, and now all of a sudden I'm sitting next to you right now, and it's just, it is. It's from, from teachers like that and belief and support like that and you, you, to just say you can, and you know? You, and like, you called her when you needed her. I did, Well, absolutely. we decided you don't need to call her. Come on out, Dr. Stewart. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Yo, this is oh my god! I, I need y'all to understand there would not be a Twitch without without Doctor Stewart. Like, no, I watch you all the time. Here, come sit here. We're wow. gonna bring Twitch another chair. Okay. Why don't you sit right here, Doctor Stewart? Okay. Please. Twitch will sit right next to you. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my baby. <laughs> and Doctor Stewart, you know what they were telling? They were like, we're just gonna we're just gonna highlight a special teacher. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, do I need to be ready? No, no, no. Just sit down right there. Oh, <laughs> what's it like to see Twitch again? Oh, it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Following you all of this time. And then he came back a few years ago, about six years ago, mm -hmm. to help with the camp. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> I'm just so, so grateful to God for all of them. Uh, Twitch came to us. Breakdancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying, huh? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And at the same time, determined, absolutely. determined, focused, absolutely. so kind, smiling, didn't say a lot. Really? But all, no, uh -huh. mm -mm. but always watching, always involved, and ready to help somebody. You are super special. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you knew when you said that you were around greatness. That's right. Absolutely. And you felt right. that. Deep down. I did. Absolutely. I knew it. And she, and, and what's great about this too, y'all, is she instilled this in us. And I say us because I still, I still remember sitting amongst the group that we kind of came up in. Mm -hmm. And she would just instill that confidence in us every morning, every rehearsal, every, she would always pour into us, always. So it wasn't just Twitch. In fact, you've impacted so many people that we've had some of your former students. They went on to incredible careers. Mm -hmm. And we tracked a couple down. Take a look. Ah. My name is Charlie Hudson III. You may know me from The Night Of on HBO. I am a proud student of Dr. Tommy Tania Stewart. I just have to say thank you so much for being a blessing to me and to all the students that you've taught. Every year, I learn something new and special from you, not only about the arts, but just about life in general. <laughs> thank you so much. Love you, Doc. It's Marcus Henderson from Tacoma FD. I just want to give a special shout out to a very special lady, Dr. Tommy Stewart. Thank you so much for everything you've done for us. You deserve everything that has come to you in life. Tall trees catch much wind. I'll never forget yep. it. Yep. I'm Timothy Warehill. You may know me from my animated short, Cops and Robbers. Dr. Tommy Tania Stewart. She laid the foundation for me. It is that belief in me that she had or has that continues to drive me today. Thank you, Dr. Stewart. My name is Benita Hamilton, and I play Shenzi in Disney's The Lion King on Broadway. Dr. Stewart, I don't know if you know this, but you changed the trajectory of my life, and for that, I say thank you, and I love you. Oh, and, oh my and goodness. You, said, you, you just made such important waves. You really did. And that was just that, that was just a few, oh, but like but you, you have done so well. All of them have done so well. Antonio Woodard is all over the uh, stages in Equity Theater and Leona mm -hmm. Michelle doing Little Girl Blue, mm -hmm. the Nina Simone story. I mean, it's just God is so good. God is good. Ray Sabera is a, I yeah. have to tell you about him. Yeah. 
He said to us that you exist in a complete and perfect state, lacking no essential characteristics. Mm. He's known as a man of many faces, and he started what's called the theater of being. And that's what I brought to Alabama State University, mm -hmm. and I tried to share that with the students. I just, I'm just so... You, you said something in the, in the piece that one of the actors reiterated, tall trees... Catch much wind. Catch, tell, tell us what that means. It means that though life may sling arrows your way, you can bend, but you better not break. <laughs> you know, people will try to make it rough for you, and you want to give up and give it. Don't do it. The way is already made. Mm -hmm. So you, <laughs> you just bend, but bounce back Absolutely. and keep moving forward. Absolutely. And that's what you did. Oh, Don't you love Dr. Stewart? Yes. She's amazing. Um, can you imagine? She's impacted so many lives just in her oh, career. Teachers really mm -hmm. are the best. Okay, if you're in the mood for more inspiration, we've got it. We're going to meet a family behind a popular beverage brand. Yeah, what they overcame to live the American dream after this. Let's move now to our series Up Next and the entrepreneur who says he is living the American dream. His name is Steve Yang, and he's the co-founder of the popular Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey brand. It's gained a huge following over the past few years, including celebrity fans, and Donna got to catch up with him to talk about his business, his family, and his incredible journey, which began half a world away. Take a look. Hit me with the screwball. <laughs> Cheers! A shot of whiskey is usually the sign of a good time. But for Stephen Yang and his family, this drink represents so much more. Nowhere else in, the, in any other country would be a Cambodian refugee, a mom with a chemistry background and a law degree, create a peanut butter whiskey and became the most successful launch super premium liquor in history. We are ultimately the American dream. Stephen is the co-founder of the popular Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey and his story of success began more than 8,000 miles from his home in San Diego to a childhood marked by tragedy in Cambodia. There was a whole genocide that happened from 74 to 79. I caught polio when I was one years old. And so my parents decided to drop everything and decide to leave Cambodia and go into a refugee camp. And that journey was extremely difficult. My mom was pregnant with my little brother at the time when we were crossing the landmine borders. The Yang family endured the dangerous journey and sought safety in a refugee camp in Thailand where they stayed for six years. You describe your parents as being so optimistic, but the most optimistic person in that situation, I'm sure, feels beaten down. What kept you going? A parent's love for their child. They truly believe they could get me medical help. And what was your physical state like at this time? After a couple years or so, I I couldn't walk anymore because my leg, uh, my muscle didn't develop anymore. And so how I really get by is just two sandals on my feet and two sandals on my hand and just crawl. Wow. <laughs> That's really tough. In 1992, the Yang's hopes were answered when they got sponsored to move to California, where Stephen was able to receive the medical care he needed. We were all skin and bone, didn't speak any English. We would always get basket food all the time, and it would be some fruits, bread, and then peanut butter. That was my first basket I ever had, was peanut butter. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? So <laughs> for me, peanut butter was a taste of freedom. 
Fast forward to 2006, Stephen opened OB Noodle House with his brothers Scott and Kyle. There, he let his love for peanut butter run wild. I put peanut butter in everything. Peanut butter and wings, and fried rice, and then I start putting peanut butter with Jameson. That tastes like peanut butter. We turned that into screwball peanut butter whiskey. His wife, Brittany, figured out how to make it work. She's the brain in all this. She's able to use her chemistry background to formulate the brand and also really create everything from the bottle and just look at all the contracts. Without my wife, there would be no screwball. The brand struggled to find bottlers, distributors, and investors. Ultimately, Stephen and Brittany financed the company themselves. How did you continuously believe in yourself when there were so many external factors that were consistently breaking you down? How we believe in is what my parents taught us also. We now have a child. We're thinking setting a better future for our daughter. So that was the strength that got us going. Since we launched, we were the fastest to a million flat cases for a premium brand. America right. loves a good drink. <laughs> yes, God bless America. Since its launch in 2018, the drink has exploded in popularity, even gaining celebrity fans like Questlove and Dave Grohl. And with its success, Stephen is committed to giving back. I was on the opposite side, and now it's just coming back full circle. Most recently, providing aid for Ukrainian refugees in Poland and donating $100,000 to orphanage renovations all part of the brand's mission to spread kindness to those in need. I believe we could achieve progress by working together. Take this single chopstick right here. When you're single, it's easy broken. But if we come together and work together, we reinforce and support each other. We will thrive if we work together. All right, Steve is incredible. Mm -hmm. he, he and his team have continued their efforts. They're giving back to a ton of causes and also participated in New York City's Pride this summer. They've even launched a new product. It's called Screwball Whiskey <laughs> in a can. Oh, my gosh, we might have to try that <laughs> I one. I think so. Coming up, the social media sensation is leaving big tips and even bigger smiles thanks to our TikTok fans. After this. Adding our favorite social media creators to our fave follows list and TikToker Lexi Burke is definitely someone who will put a smile on your face. Lexi started a movement asking her followers to chip in a couple of bucks to surprise deserving strangers. Well, we had a little <laughs> surprise for her too. Take a look. Hi, I'm Lexi Burke. I'm also known as the serial tipper on TikTok and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. As soon as the pandemic happened, I downloaded TikTok and I noticed a couple users were asking their followers to send them spare change to raise money. So I decided to do the Spinmo challenge thing, but to raise money for a massive tip for a server who had been out of work. We have tipped 168 people. We've gotten a car for someone. We've gotten an apartment for someone. We raised $20,000 for a kid who was a food runner. It's right around a little under $300,000, which is insane. A lot of places are understaffed right now, and to help and see a smile on another complete stranger's face, I just feel so lucky to be in the position I'm in. 
Lexi, you have the best job in the entire world. We're so happy to welcome you. What a brilliant idea that just blew up. Um, we watch the people who are on the receiving end and how cool that must be. And Jen and I were wondering, what's it like to be you, to be the person who gets to say, here's what you get? Y'all, it's absolutely crazy. Thank you so much for having me. I, It's so cool to be here, but I am just so grateful for everyone who has been a part of this journey, sent in 25, 50 cents, because um, as you can see, it's really added up. So I am just so grateful to be on this side and be able to do this is just like so awesome and such a blessing. Mm. So you meet people, you meet people that yeah. work in the service industry and you talk to them, you hear their stories mm -hmm. and then you give. What have you learned yeah. from them? Oh, just so much. Um, I was a server a few years ago, all through college and, you know, all in the phase of working that, you know, side hustle, trying to get your dream job going and, you know, being a server because it's a great gig and, you know, pretty flexible. So I've been in their position. So I feel like I've always been able to really relate to them. But, you know, especially jumping into Uber when, you know, you've got a long drive to the airport or wherever you're going, you really hear people's stories and, you know, why they're doing that side gig, whether it be putting, you know, their kids through college or going through a divorce, you know, everyone's got their different path and journey and, you know, the service industry, everyone needs service at some point. So it's one of those things. It's not, you know, someone's in game always, but just, you know, remembering that everyone, you know, has a different story or a different side hustle at some point. And if, you know, you can leave a little extra more for a tip, it really goes a long way when you take the time to ask and hear their stories. Well, Lexi, we know that you spread love and you spread joy and you spread change, but you have to take our word for it. You've really touched a bunch of people. Take a look. Hey, Lexi, this is your girl, Nicole, your Uber driver. Thank you for reminding humanity that kindness is still in style. This is your friend, Londell. I just want to thank you, you know, when you gave me that tip, you know, uh, it made me cry, you know, because, you know, I know that God sent you my way. I love you, little sis. I'm going to leave you a thousand dollar check. I lost both jobs when the pandemic hit, and was trying to figure out how I was going to cover my rent. I was praying the day before that I needed some sort of a miracle. And there you came. Thank you for changing my life. Are you going to do $1,000 for your tip tonight? I paid off my taxes, and I used the rest <laughs> of the money towards rent. And if I hadn't have paid those bills off, I would not have been able to finally start working in mental health. I'm more grateful today than I was then. So thank you, Lexi for helping change my life and consequently the lives of all of my clients. Thank you. Thank you, Lexi. Oh, Lexi. <laughs> y'all, oh my gosh, I'm like the ugliest crier ever, y'all. I That's, oh my God, that's like this most special <laughs> thing ever. I, you know, we do these tips and I try not to like, you know, obviously we make sure they are okay with being on TikTok, but, um, you know, I see some comments here and there, but I try not to be like too invasive on their lives. Like that is wow, so <laughs> special. Thank you so much. Lexi. And like, it's so cool to see where that went. Oh, amazing. You're not, and you're not gonna believe this. Over the last several months, Lexi has been able wow. to tip more than 50 thousand dollars 50,000 she told us the videos that we surprised her with still mean the world oh, to her. we love you mm. Lexi you're doing awesome work and we'll be back right after this <laughs> coming up
Coming up next week, we've got Oscar winner Viola wow. Davis, Grammy winner Kelly Rowland, and Bethany Frankel. Oh, so much fun. Plus, we'll get cooking with Valerie Bertinelli, Jeff Morrow, and Daniel Ballou. Oh. Have a great weekend. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.